Okay, let me set a scene for you. You're sitting outside with your core family and your extended one. You've grilled out, maybe you've had some beers and you're feeling so much love for these people that you blurt out, we should take a trip together. And then everyone chimes in all excited. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And it is, or it can be if you listen to this podcast because there can be horror stories. Friends who never speak to each other again, family, family members that you suddenly see only one holiday a year and it's strained and it's awkward. It's not possible to fast forward to the future and say, oh, I wish I knew then what I know now, but maybe some of these tips will help you as you start planning a trip with other people. I am Felicia Demas with Imagination Travel and Tips. Welcome to podcast number 18 on how to travel with family and friends. Traveling with others, yeah, it can be rewarding, but it also can be stressful. So listen to this podcast and it will be less stressful. First of all, you need someone, one person who is going to be the chief, not the boss, but the chief. That's in your group, not me. This person is gonna be the one who's gonna do most of the coordinating. They're gonna be the ones who will give you ideas on where you'll stay or what you'll do and organize it in such a way to make the most of your time. And then this is all the fun stuff that I love to do. So start early so that you'll have enough time to make plans and then be flexible enough to change them, especially once you get there. The biggest problem when traveling with others is expectations. What may seem like common sense to one person may not matter to another person. One example is finances. In order to help the chief out, everyone needs to have a say. This is one of the most sensitive topics budgets, money, because when we talk about money, people get a little sensitive. Budgets need to be discussed ahead of time. If people don't know how much to expect to pay, at least they can say what style of travel they want for this particular trip. Not everyone needs to stay at the same place. Yeah, it's much more fun and more convenient, but there could be underlying tension if some people can't afford to stay at the same place as others, or even if the style of accommodation, if it varies. Some people want just a clean place to lay their heads, while others want that, but also a room with a balcony, a coffee maker, a bar on site, a good location, and more. So make it easy for this to not be a problem by having open, honest discussions ahead of time. Also, decide if one person pays for everything and then gets reimbursed. And if so, when does that happen? Or does each person pay for their own? And I don't mean just on the big pre-departure items like hotels or flights. I'm talking about throughout the trip. So like, what about meals or mid-afternoon beverages or something like tipping a taxi driver? 
My friend Carolyn uses an app called Splitwise that she swears by. It's a really easy way to share expenses with others when you're traveling together. But these are still things that you should decide on ahead of time, even if it feels awkward before you go. It's better to do it before you go than during the trip. Also, time frames have to be set up because if people hem-haw around, then this incredibly low rate that Felicia found for you, well, it might be gone, and then that's not gonna be fair to the chief in your group who did all this work and has to start over. But please, don't be vague. I know so many people who truly want to take this trip that they discussed, but pulling the trigger can be scary. So that being said, it's really not fair to the other people who have agreed to such and such hotel or such and such flight and one person won't commit or won't even comment. Everyone needs to have input on what they want to see as well, see and do. Like I said, the chief isn't the boss. He or she isn't going to say, no, we're not going to do that. If everyone does a little look on the internet and see some things they want to see and do, they can say what's the most important thing to them. And by the way, if you don't want to fool around with researching what to do in a certain place, that's why I'm here. I can consolidate a list of things and then we can dig in deeper for things of interest. Now, what do you do if one person wants to do something that no one else wants to do? It can be kind of awkward if, say, I want to do, I want to go to such and such museum and you really don't want to do it. And I'm looking around at the art museum and are in the art museum and I get this feeling that you're over there sort of like tapping your foot and glancing at your watch. Well, there's no rule that says we have to do everything together. So my suggestion is if that one thing that I want to do is close to other areas that you want to do, then let's go separately and then meet up later. And actually, that's really a good idea every day just to have a little space. But this needs to be established ahead of time so that the other people don't take it personally. Then, you know, after at the end of the day, you get together for dinner and everyone can discuss what each person did. Everyone needs space. Give yourself a break every third or fourth day if you haven't had a break throughout the preceding days. Just because you're with family or your bestie since third grade, that doesn't mean you have to spend every moment together. I am officially giving you permission to separate, but you do need to establish this as a given sometime before the trip. Otherwise, some people might get their feelings hurt. Also, set some ground rules at, like ahead of time. Maybe some people that you're traveling with need more frequent breaks and maybe younger kids may need a nap. That way, no one is gonna be disappointed when the news comes that someone in the group is tired or someone needs a nap. And you know, this is the number one thing that annoys some people. There are the go, go, go people and they resent being slowed down by people who want to go slower or have different interests. Try to have kids watch a movie that would interest them that would be set or about the place you're going. 
If people can see something in a movie that they see later in person, they will actually enjoy it more. The same goes for adults. I don't know why I said kids. Um, I always do research like that where I'm going and I enjoy it much more when I'm there. If you're sharing things under one roof, like rental homes, the responsibilities need to be agreed upon ahead of time. For example, if one person cooks one night, then the others clean up and vice versa. And speaking of food, if someone has allergies or food sensitivities, sometimes this can be accommodated if known about ahead of time. But if it's too difficult to work around this, say someone has multiple allergies or sensitivities, then that person should be responsible for his or her, her own food. And always communicate if it's a small thing, like not being able to eat a certain ingredient, and then maybe the food can be prepared without that, then continued on with the rest of the recipe. Again, key is communication. Road trips are fun with kids if you have toys and games that they haven't been doing while at home. If you want to engage your kids while driving, play road games. You don't even have to play anything or pay anything for some of these games. Just write up a list of 10 things that you expect to see on the road. Give these papers to kids and the first one to spot these items, like each kid has one side of the road, is the winner. But don't make it so difficult they get bored, but not so easy that it's over in three minutes either. Just like I've mentioned a couple of times already, and we'll probably do it a few more, you need to communicate ahead of time who is in charge of what. As soon as you hit the road, sometimes frustration begins when someone begins telling you what route you need to take. That's what GPS is for. Decide who is in charge of the GPS and everyone else needs to be mindful and not start, start chiming in with, mm, I think it's better if we go down this road. So now a special note to moms and dads or aunts who take young kids on trips. Don't be so strict about the same things you are at home unless you want to make your kids hate vacations while at the same time, yeah, you'll have rules, not everything should be the same. Maybe it's okay if they have candy or Coke once a day. Maybe they can stay up a little bit past normal bedtime. One thing that has been a problem for people on road trips is keeping things clean and organized in the car. This can be a sore spot for some someone like Felicia. <laughs> Establish your expectations before you leave that you're going to have a bag for trash and you're going to empty it when it gets full. Decide ahead of time also how often you want or need to stop. And I don't mean, well, we have to stop it six minutes after on the hour. No, I don't mean to be exact, but there are some people who just, they get resentful. They just want to get from point A to point B. And it's like, you want to stop and use the bathroom? Well, it's been six hours. We can keep going. No, we don't want that. But decide ahead of time how much time you think you're going to need and allow for some stops. Some people need to stop a lot to stretch their legs. Um, some people do like to stop and get snacks. That's part of the fun of a road trip. So don't just assume what you want is what other people want. 
And one final thing that has presented a problem in the past, still relating to food. Some people want familiarity, especially if they're traveling to an exotic place or they're not accustomed to traveling at all. Others have the mindset, uh, I can eat there when I'm at home. So decide ahead of time if there will be times that you eat at McDonald's or Applebee's and then make a compromise if necessary. So to sum up, you need to establish beforehand who will go where and do what, who pays for the big ticket items and the small ones, when and how, what kinds of breaks from each other do you need, and allergy specifics and or food intolerances. If you do all these things that I suggested, it's gonna end up being a terrific trip and you're gonna have fond memories popping up on Facebook for the rest of your life. Looking forward to hearing your comments. Please share this and uh, contact me if you have any specific questions. Thanks.